All right, welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob and special guest Jason. Hey. All right, well, we were going to sort of do a uh, Disney dominated, dominates the box office as it has all summer long. And this isn't really a movie review pod, but we are going to talk about The Lion King that we got out of 15 minutes ago. We sure did. The only reason we're bringing it up, we are the last episode, which was about animation. And one of, Jason, one of Jason's, aside from Secret and M, is Lion King, one of your favorites. You said you saw it four times at the theater? Yeah, I was thinking about that, actually. Uh, it was either four or five times, probably. And then whenever they did the re-release in uh, 2011, I saw that. And then somehow missed the 3D version. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're okay. So, okay, we didn't really talk about it. Thoughts? Go. Wow. Well, first off... What decade is this? Because I, I feel like just last week I saw Toy Story, and now I'm seeing The Lion King, and it's just crazy that these entities are still around, you know, after all this time. But at least with Toy Story, that is a continuation of the story. This is a Gus Van Sant shot-for-shot remake of <laughs> The Lion King. Uh, wow. I kind of went in just sort of ambiguous about it. I didn't feel one way or the other, which I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, I want to like love it. Um, and I liked a lot of it. Um, and then I was indifferent to much of the first, you know, the first like couple reels, I would say yeah. it's sort of weird when you're watching it because it's, you're watching the Lion King, but it's presented in a new way. I mean, CG and stuff that we've seen, but it's like, it, it sort of reminded me of like a, it took me a while to get used to it, but it's sort of like a, a 90s talking animal movie, you know, like Mile and Otis or right. something like that. Where they made the dialogue work. Okay, the dogs are walking, put some dialogue. Yes. You know, that was just sort of like our inner monologue. They just filmed stuff and then wrote it later. Yes, yeah, or Homeward Bound or any yeah. of those. And it takes a little while to to go, okay, this is like the movie that I know and love, but it's now served up differently and once you kind of get into it and, and kind of accept it, then I was along for the ride. But the opening song, which I thought, you know, normally like when I hear it, like you just kind of get emotional mm. and it's, you know, harkens back to, you know, seeing this amazing movie. And I don't know if because I've seen it so many times because of the trailer mm-hmm. and, or it's the fact that it is just a shot for shot reboot of that opening sequence. Right. But I was just kind of. Okay, I didn't really honestly feel anything until, you know, we get to the graveyard, and then I was like, oh, the mm-hmm. elephant graveyard, and then finally, I started to feel something. I was like, okay. oh, this is, you know, this part is, like, really cool. Okay. But what, you know... Once again, I I went in with sort of the same way. I I don't care about these these remakes, this style. They're all interesting, they're all they're all something. Then the, the, the first trailer hit... And it was like, oh, it's shot for shot. Then they went, no, it's not. This is what we're presenting. It's its own movie. Then you watch this movie, and it's not its own movie. It is The Lion King, almost shot for shot, for the most part. And I was never in the movie. At first, Mm. you're just marveled. Like, the first, like you said, the opening song, it's a bummer that that's the opening, because for us who have seen the original, everything being so hyper-realistic, like, kids just know what this is. Going in, it's like, I can't believe we're here. It's like, is this real animals? Like you don't, you almost question how much is CG and how much isn't, but it is all, it's all CG. So I'm marveling in that. And then they do the whole opening. I'm like, all right, I already know this is fine, but I'm never in the film. I just, nothing grabbed me the way it's not like, Oh, the original, you know, right. Champion, the original, I think because they are so hyper realistic, there's no emotion that they actually show other than yes. in voice acting. I never feel. I feel like I am just watching Wild Kingdom. Like some someone on YouTube went, "This is what the real Lion King would look like," and they just put this uh, like the soundtrack over it. Right. It's fine, and I mean, I realized how dead inside I am when at the end of the movie, people people clapped and cheered and were really excited. I was like, "Oh, I'm dead. I literally, I I literally have no hope or left in me anymore," because I did not feel like I needed to clap. And it's not even just being older and feeling oh they're ruining all my childhood it's not that i just had no emotional connection i just didn't i I wouldn't have applauded it was okay i mean yeah it's an achievement it's a technological achievement i wish they did something new yeah i mean i i feel like i should have applauded there were moments in in it where i got sucked in mainly in the elephant graveyard 
and then the fight, you know, the battle at the end. Mm-hmm. Although there were a couple of times during the battle at the end where I didn't know who was who. No, that's true. Like, that, the way... all the character looks, they all look the same. And yeah. I guess that's what you kind of have to do, because that's realistic. Where animated, they can give a little more emotion to other people. Right. And then, even with, like, the Scar Simba fight, I'm like... It, and some of the wide shots, I'm like, I have no idea who's who. Mm-hmm. But... In the animated, the color grade is different right. on the character, so you know who's who. No, it definitely has, like, the Alien 3 syndrome, you know, aside from Simba. But, I mean, even Simba's, like, hard to, you know, tell from Mufasa. I mean, right. they look... And I guess they sort of did look similar in the movie, but if you if you put the two side by side, you'd go, oh, this one's Simba and this one's Mufasa. Right. But here, it's a little more difficult. No, I agree. I, I feel like it's so real that, like, a lot of the magic is gone. Right. Uh, exactly. And then I started questioning things that I've never questioned ever, and I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but it's like, you know, when the wildebeest come and, you know, and they're knocking, you know, Mufasa around, and then he finally, he jumps out, and then he jumps onto the side. I've never, ever felt this or come up with this. It's like, until I saw this real version, I'm like, well, why didn't he just hang on to the side of the rocks, like a couple feet up, because eventually the wildebeests are going to end. Like, you he know. should know he's the king. You know, just to, just to stay, you know, to stay there, and that's a thought that never has never crossed my mind because it's you know it's so cinematic and it's just an amazing moment, and you know Mufasa's going to die and you're going to cry, yeah. And then here, just because it's so realistic, you're like, well, why is he doing that? You yeah. know, or like, you know, thoughts of um, that was the ice in my old-fashioned yeah. uh, cracking, by the way. <laughs> you know, or other things too. It's like, well, all these thoughts, and I don't know if it's because I'm older or what, but it's like, well, you just had this like, you know. Uh, danger moment with Simba where you know he goes off on his own and Zazu loses him right and he, this is the future king yeah and it's like well why would you let him out of your sight and then who would you know and then what did Scar go hey you know don't worry what's the mom's name it's terrible I don't know off the top of my um, head um Sarabi yeah you'd be like hey don't worry I'm gonna go take the kid and we're gonna go for a walk or whatever right. I mean that's what happened I guess yeah because always, like, why would you let him go with Scar? You don't really trust him, you know. So it's like all these thoughts that have never crossed my mind ever, mm-hmm. because it's so real and feels so real. It's like almost too real, and it's sort of lost, you know, some of the magic. I think right. And I'm curious. I mean, it's weird because kids are gonna love this movie. I mean, yes, no I'm- question. It's already at, I mean, it's a Saturday when we're recording this. It opened yesterday, and it's at $400 million worldwide. So it's going to do okay. I just, one, like I said, I didn't connect with it. It was being hyper real. I feel like there are moments where I was like, I don't know if this would happen. Like, there were things like choices. Right. I was like, this doesn't seem, like you said, he wouldn't climb all the way to the top. He would just, knowing he's the king, he would just, oh, I just need to get above him for about five minutes or two minutes. Yeah. He's fine. And also, I feel like if he just stood there and roared, they would all stop being the king. But in the animated, didn't even think about it. It was fine. A lot of it for me, like I said, it it tonally was weird. It was super realistic. Then you get to the fun stuff, and the fun stuff was really fun. Like when you finally get to Puma, and it's like, that's fun. I mean, it's, I mean, granted, it's Seth Rogen, so it's like, uh, you know. But I kind of wish it was more fun. I wish they made like even little more jokes here and there, but like the whole opening is so somber and and I get it, it is from the animated, but the animation made it lighter. Mm-hmm. So by being hyper realistic, I think they should have kept the levity up because then everything just seems so serious. This movie was so serious. Yeah, yeah, not until Pumbaa and Timon come in, um. and then you're like, finally. I'm enjoying <laughs> this movie, uh, and not that it wasn't enjoyable because it is a marvel to look at, but. I wasn't enjoying it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Especially when you knew it beat for beat. It was so weird to watch something that you know but seen something different. Yeah, no, it was – I yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, it, it feels so bizarre, um, you know, to see something you know so well and then just have it uh, – there were many times where I was like, did you really need John Favreau to direct this? It's almost like – almost to the point where you could just throw – the Lion King into a computer, and mm-hmm. then the AI is just going to spit it back out. Right. The same thing. And I get it. I mean, there are scenes, a lot of the scenes are extended. There's a couple, like, new beats. But there's no new story point. There's, I, because they, no. I think they, 
No, just extensions of story beats. I, yeah, I, I think they lied in the sense that it's like, no, 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 it's not a shot for shot. And they're right. It's probably like if you match it up, it is not a shot for shot like the way Gus Van Sant's was a shot for shot for Psycho. Right. This is just beat for beat. I mean, it honestly, I can't wait till someone just puts the original soundtrack to it, like the whole dialogue. Oh, track. I was thinking the whole time. Because that's exactly going to be, it'll feel exactly the same. And you'll just be like, oh, that's all the voices I heard before and know and love. Yes. And I think that's what's weird. It's like James Earl Jones. You're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, can we talk about that for a minute? Yes. Like, I don't understand why the guy that played Scar, I'm not sure who the actor is. Jeremy Irons. The, not the new one. Oh, not the new one. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Thank you. Yeah, whoever that is. I don't know who that is. You'll know it if you saw who he was. If okay. you saw a photo, you're like, oh, I like that guy. Oh, that guy's great. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Irons made Scar, and... I don't understand. As good as the new guy is, I don't get why you would bring back James Earl Jones, who sounded great, by the no. way. I mean... Honestly, I'm almost curious if they even re-recorded yeah, like, him. Yeah, is it re- <laughs> the original recordings, and they just, you know, took what they wanted and kind of cleaned it up? Because um, he sounds amazing. But why would you keep him and then none of the other characters, especially Jeremy Irons? I mean, I get... I get actually, the kids. I, don't, I don't even get changing Pomon and Tumba, because those guys are Pomon and... Timon and Pumba, because they... They were those characters. Right. Um, but but I get like updating it with like a Seth Rogen because he's going to bring some sort of funny. Right. You know, I get, I kind of get their update because they're going to bring a sort of a different flavor on the same thing. But I get what you mean. It's like James Earl Jones is that voice to the point where they're like, well, we're not going to recast this. He's, he's iconic. Yeah. It seems like if you're going to recast any of them, you have to recast all of them or get all the original voices. Right. And I didn't mind like, Donald Glover was great as adult Simba, but you don't really get to him, and he doesn't really have that much dialogue when you really think about it. It's kind of funny. It's like there's a lot of dialogue with young Simba, then when Simba grows up, it doesn't feel like there's as much as there was with young Simba. So there's no Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Matthew Broderick. No, no, Uh, I I felt that. But I did like all the other voices. I thought they were fine, but I think, yeah, if you're bringing James Earl Jones, you should just do Jeremy Irons. He brought such an interesting... It was such a character. Chuatal did a great job. Like right. his voice was great, and he wasn't. The good thing is he wasn't doing Jeremy Irons' version, but he also didn't bring like a brand new take. Like he still yeah. was within that character. Yeah, he's a little less weird. You know, yeah. he doesn't have any of that like kind of weird gay uncle. Yeah, vibe in any of this. Yeah, the you know. way. Yeah, Jeremy Irons threw away lines or. Yeah, there's like, none of that. Everything like, is very much like, I have you now, Simba. You yeah, know? everything was to a point, whereas like the Jeremy Irons feel like he was bringing something. They went, well, we got to keep this in. It's just the way he's throwing away certain words and inflections were such a character builder. And right. Chiwetel did a great job because he was imposing, but there was no nothing interesting about Scar. Yeah, no, there's no... I mean, Scar at least had, you know, there were some like lighter moments... You know, when he says, you know, oh, pity, you know, you've, you know, I've lost my lunch. You know, it's yeah. like a funny line. And here, it's very on the nose and very, you know, oh, he's really upset. Yeah. That he lost, you know, he lost having this mouse. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was such an odd choice. It seems like either going to change none of them or all of them. Yes. Yeah, it, it's, and it's not even so much the, um, the idea of what we remember as our childhood. I guess if you know the movie hearing that and then everything else is different it's and it's like if you're doing a shot for shot and you're bringing back one person but you're also using a lot of the you're using all the original music mm-hmm. it's such it's so bizarre like I, I think half the time i just couldn't wrap my head around what i was watching right no i mean there were definitely times where i felt like oh here, here it is it's there were definitely times where i felt like oh i so wish i was watching the original like on the big screen right now right but then there were other times where they did do things better. Like, I think the Elephant Graveyard was better. And I think the fight at the end is better. And I like some of the extensions um, with, uh, you know, Timon and Pumbaa and, you know, some of their, like, self-referential, you know, humor yeah. was pretty funny. Um, so I liked, you know, liked a lot of that. But it just seemed like if you're... It seemed like after seeing some of those scenes, which it takes 40 minutes, 50 mm-hmm. minutes to get to any of those. Yeah. Well, not the Elephant Graveyard. That comes with the first, like, 20 but it seems like if you're not topping what the original did right. every scene, then then you're just remaking the same thing over. Especially in the opening when it is a probably shot for shot. Yeah, and just I almost, about. 
I almost remember Rafiki doing more. I don't feel like Rafiki was even in this, but somehow in my mind, I remember him more. Yeah, he was about, it's about the same, probably. It just feels like he's there. I don't know. It's just weird. You know how sometimes it's like in your head you built, you see it a different way. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I thought Rafiki had more to do with this movie. Yeah, you just miss Benson. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, why not just bring back that voice? Uh, It's like, it's not a bad movie. It's great. No, it's It's very well done. It's A plus at every level. You know, there's no question. I just wish it was a new movie. I wouldn't have minded another Lion King. Just call it Lion King 2, which they've already done. But you know what I mean? Like, it it just seems weird to... Because all the other ones... Like, Beauty and the Beast, I get. We're at a technological marvel now that we can make a movie like Mm -hmm. that. It's like, oh, we can make a beast look like a beast with a live-action person. Right. But seeing animals that have no emotion... And that's the thing. The beast is animated. Right. Because it's a beast. It's something that doesn't exist in our world. They kept so true to what an animal would look like. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's kind of jarring sometimes, and you know, they, there's not a lot of lip movement. No, no, you could just you could jam just about any voice, any dialogue, which maybe is the point, you know, yeah. for global sales. But yeah. um, no, they definitely don't emote, you know, in the way that the original does. Right. They don't have that like that moment during the you know uh, "Feel the Love Tonight" song where you know Nala's looking at Simba like they completely gloss over that. Right. You know, like the we're gonna get it on. Look, they right? Because you can all that. you can adjust the eyes and like a, raise an eyebrow or something. It's like, right. oh, okay, I know what they're trying to do. This is just like it's an animal, right? And the lips kind of move. It's kind of like, um, it really, it's a lot like that. The first Disney dinosaur movie, which was like the one from two thousand four, that was the first like full okay. like CG okay animated film, and it's really not very good, um, but. A lot of the same kind of feelings I had from watching that, I get with this, where I'm not really attached to any of the characters, mm-hmm. and it's just like, here's a photoreal thing flapping its gums right. with some voice coming out, but I don't have, there's no, there's no substance to it, as beautiful as, as this looks. I mean, the reason why I really wanted to talk to you about it, and that's why I think we were going to talk about the Disney stuff, which I think we'll probably not talk about now, but we were talking about Lion King and how, like, you know, there's Aladdin. Like, every week there's a Disney movie, and they're kind of just own the box office, you know, because of Marvel, Pixar, Disney, and all that. It's just because I know how much you like the Lion King. It's like all these other ones are just sort of like, yeah, I like Aladdin. You know, I like Beauty and the Beast. They're all fine. But I know how much you liked the Lion King, and... How many times you've actually seen it? You only get the laser disc and you know all the all the fun stuff and and it's just because like you're the perfect person to see this movie, not as like old man Jason, where it's right. like oh they ruined my <laughs> childhood because this is literally the same movie. They didn't even change it enough for you to be mad at. No. Like why would they change that? That's the best part of the movie, right? But then also they didn't change it for you to be angry. I, I just want I wanted more out of that movie. Yeah, it's kind of like I'd almost rather have. The original movie, done now, animated the same, with, like, the extended scenes. It sort of then becomes, like, a director's cut. Almost more of a, um, a Ratatouille looks. I wouldn't mind, like, an updated CG right. version, but it's still very cartoony. Right. As opposed to photorealistic. I don't need photorealistic in this movie. Right. It just... I think that's what it is. It always... I mean, for kids, this is what they, the world they live in. But for me, I just it just never... I never... I wanted to be in the movie. And mm-hmm. I did. I, I didn't go in going, I'm going to hate this. And I'm right. an old man with my arms crossed and entertain me. <laughs> Harumph. Yeah. It was just, I sat down going, all right, let's go. Right. And then it opens up and I kind of rolled my eyes going, all oh, right, the shot for shot remake, which I've already seen in the trailer. It just kept going. And it's like, I just can't connect with this film. I just don't feel. And this everything felt flat in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the songs feel like they were grander in the original and they feel sort of just sort of thrown away. The Hakuna Matata song is fun. Mm -hmm. That still works really well. But the Can You Feel like feels rushed almost because in the movie in my head, it's a longer moment. Right. And this, it just feels like, oh, there's that song you like. Right. Well, they skipped over all the kind of the the close-ups of, you know, the two of them nuzzling and all that stuff. I mean, it's all done like in long, you know, wide shots and, and probably just to avoid that one, you know, that one moment. And I thought Be Prepared was good, but it felt more menacing than yeah. the original. Like, this just sort of felt yes. like it was there. And, and I don't know if it is because we, we are comparing, which is not always the best thing to do. It's just some of the songs felt less than what they were. And not just because 
they're newer and it's like, I don't like new things. It's just like the be prepared seemed so menacing and so big. Yes. And here it's just sort of there. No, that's true. I mean, there's things that, um, uh, I listened to the soundtrack before we saw the movie. The new soundtrack? Uh, the, new, the new okay. soundtrack. And I really liked it. I mean, a lot of it harkens back to the, the original. Right. Yeah, the Be Prepared song, the new one, I think is good, but not great. Mm-hmm. There's little like, there's little things about it that I did like, or the hyenas are going like, be prepared, be prepared. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the, towards like the end of the song, it's not better than, yeah. than the original. And I don't think some things happen have to be I, I wish they took more risks i okay. feel like this is the safe this almost feels like this is the first one of this live action right you know of all the ones they've done live action this feels like it's the first one's like look we got to be careful right let's just stay as true as we can and not take any risks and then do the other ones because i feel like there was no risk taking in this movie uh, did you ever see the pete's dragon remake i did not so that's sort of really the first nobody saw it <laughs> I saw it, and I couldn't believe by myself. (laughs) Um, There was no one else in the theater. That came out like two, three summers ago now, Mm -hmm. probably. I think like 2016. It looked good, and that was so well done. So, and I, you know, I like the original. I mean, it's the original is just an okay movie, and I haven't seen that movie probably in in 20 plus years. Um, I probably watched it on laserdisc. Was probably the last time. Uh, But I know uh, I know enough about it to remember it. This new one I thought was so well done mm-hmm. without being, you know, we updated it, made it modern, but it's not a shot for shot remake of the right. original. It can be done. That movie did, that little movie did it. You Do know? you think it's because people love The Lion King and they would have been mad? Because Pete's Dragon, I mean, we like it because we grew up with it. I mean, right. I mean, we weren't, we didn't see it at the theater because it's, you know, predates us, but I mean, we saw it on the, you know, A Wonderful World of Disney and we had it on VHS. And I mean, I don't, remember watching that much i like the movie i like pete's dragon it's fun right that's one that you can update and make original yes like we're taking the idea kids he's a dragon you know that type of stuff and do you think maybe they were just worried it's like well we can't this is the lion king even though they did beauty and the beast they did aladdin they did all these other ones it's like whoa whoa. this was our money maker yeah this is i mean a lot of people consider this i mean a lot of people consider pinocchio to be the greatest film of all animated film of all time but there are also a ton of people that consider the um, Lion King to be the greatest Disney film of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go and kind of mess with that formula, I mean, kind of like The Force Awakens, right? It was a lot of the same beats, mm-hmm. the same characters doing the same thing. Right. I mean, we all went crazy for it, but they didn't really take any chances with it. And I right. think this was the same way. For Especially, it. too, like for John Favreau, I'm sure. <laughs> but I think what what works with uh, only because I did a um, Ange and I we went to the uh, like a PGA screening. So JJ Abrams was there at the screening, and he explained. He goes, "The reason why it feels so familiar was to make everyone comfortable." He didn't necessarily say because the prequel sucked. He yes. was basically saying it's like we wanted to give you something you understood as a story point while introducing everyone new, as opposed to here's new people. Right. It's like what am I watching? It definitely seemed like it was so well crafted in idea to make sure everyone was happy. Like, yes, here are things that are going to make the original people happy because it hits a lot of the beats that they understand within the the original trilogy. But we're also going to do it, introduce you a bunch of new characters because that's the story we want to tell. And I think that's why it worked so well. Mm. But yeah, like for this, it's they didn't even take the chance. It wasn't even like, hey, this is reminiscent of The Lion King. This is The Lion King. And yes, them blowing up a Death Star is exactly what The Force Awakens is, but with new characters. You know, right. They're going to cherry pick the right people. The Lion King wasn't even anything new. Um, and I think that's my biggest issue is like, why didn't you take more chances other than you literally just put a skin on it? Yes. You know, here's, here's, here's an updated Lion King with exactly the same thing. Yes. Technically, through the Marvel computer, that's... Yeah, that's all that's really different. Other than extensions of some scenes, and I think we were talking about it. Um, we should put like your spoilers at the head of this thing. Well, the movie's 25 years old, so there is no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that's a good point. There's nothing you can spoil in this film if you had seen the original. Yes. I, I, I mean, it's a 25-year-old film, and there's nothing new in this film that you could even spoil. Like, there's nothing. There's not even the new scene where it's like, don't mention the new scene because that's actually really cool and it plays a key part. It was a scene they wanted to animate but didn't have time. Right. No, there's nothing. Like you said, there's set extensions and and scene extensions. It's like, oh, we did this. I mean, uh, mean, the one with Nala leaving, that's 
closest thing I'd call to like a new scene. And then, you know, Simba and, and um, Timon and Pumbaa, they're kind of living their Hakuna Matata life. Um, and the Glen, there's a little extension to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would almost be like you said, deleted scenes. Yes, it's more deleted scenes than, and maybe these were scenes that yeah. were there originally that they couldn't like, do for whatever reason. And like in the original script, and it's like, look, this is great, but we don't need them to explain why they're doing this thing. We'll just show them doing that thing, and we're going to save some time and money, right? You know, because we got to keep this thing at seventy-two minutes. Yes, animation. Like you said, the Lion King was the peak of the comeback. Yes. Like the comeback was the Little Mermaid. We they did the Little Mermaid, and it was like, oh, Disney's back. Yes. Then, you know, they built from that. And then The Lion King was the pinnacle of the comeback. And all the movies yes. after it have been really good. But it was just well, like... Well, not all of them, but yes. Not, yes. Let's say, yeah, we don't have to go. Good dinosaur. No. Uh, <laughs> I think The Lion King was the pinnacle of the comeback. Because, like, The Little Mermaid I saw in the theater. I was like, wow, this is great. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. This is... It's so fun to see Disney films again. Right. Then The Lion King was like, here you go. This is something new. And you're going to be blown away with what this is. Yeah, no, this is this is the this is the peak of the second golden age. Like it right. doesn't get any better right. than the original Lion King, um, in my mind anyway. And I, I think a lot of other people feel that way as well because it just sort of goes downhill after that. Well, because we were blown away. It's like The Little Mermaid. It's like, oh my god, I forgot how fun Disney films are for all ages. Aladdin. Oh my god, I can't believe this is fun. And then you know, Beauty and the Beast. This is ridiculous. You know, and then you just kept building and building, and then you get the Lion King. And you're like, they did it. Yeah. And it's not like they fell off afterwards. Everything after it was fine. It was just sort of, you can only sustain so much. Right. Um, and then the next Marvel was like, oh my God, this Toy Story. What am I watching? So, and I think that's what it is. It's like, and it's not like you're taking, you're remaking Back to the Future or Goonies or anything like that. The films that, you know, people are going to be angry with. But it's also like, why would I want to see a shot for shot remake of Back to the Future? Yeah. I mean, unless they were like, hey, we're doing a, an animated version, and you see shot for shot, like, I guess, I mean, why do I need this? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue, you know, other than anything other than a cash grab, which, especially for something that I love so much, to be, you know, at the same time, too, I don't hate this movie. Because um, a lot the of liked King, about it's it. exactly the same. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I'd be like, if you took Alien mm-hmm. and just made the same Alien movie again, mm-hmm. You know, with some, except for it'd be a CG creature this time. Right. And then whoever, you know, the new, you know, actress you've never, we've never seen before. And now right. we're going to cast her into this role. Right. And it'd be the same. And you're like, well, I'll just watch the 79 version. Right. And I think that's it. It's, this movie isn't bad. <clears throat> I guess we should preface that. The movie's not bad. It's fine. It's just The Lion King. If you yes. like The Lion King, this is The Lion King. Right. It's just a, a, like a shinier version of The Lion King. And, and yes, it is, I guess we should just preface it, the reason why they made it, money. There's no heart in this movie, and maybe that's the issue. It's just that I get why it's like, oh, my God, the Snow White movie worked. Great. Um, the Beauty and the Boost movie worked. Great. Then Aladdin, which I actually heard is really good. It's one I hadn't seen yet. Yes, I've not but, seen that either. But all these make sense. Even the Jungle Book. I liked the Jungle Book only because I think you have the kid element. When you yes. have people, in, and they sort of made the animals a little more expressive, yes. a little more in the cartoony way. Yes. This was like, what if the lion looked ex- real? What if we, let's treat this as if it is real, and we'll right. just move, do some uh, jaw movement. Right. And I think maybe that was it. And I, it, and it's not like a cash grab, they're like, F you. I mean, obviously, you're not going to spend four years making this movie, rendering it to just go, haha, we want money. And obviously, they're going to make it. They'll make a billion dollars. It's they, they said it's estimated a two hundred million dollar weekend domestic. Yeah, or more probably. Right. Um, you know, and rightfully so. I mean, it's 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 such an iconic entity that, despite all like kind of the cheesy you know sequels that they made after mm-hmm. that, you know, they didn't really ruin it. You know, everybody's going to go see this based on the title alone. Right, and they're going to have a good time. And I can't see anyone hating this movie. Other than, oh, I wish they would have done something different or, you know, hashtag childhood ruined, hashtag everything ruined. Right. Um, you know. All right. All right. Put it this way. It's 1994. You're going to see The Lion King. And this is The Lion King you see. Without knowing anything about The Lion King. Like, there, you don't have another Lion King. Right. Would you have liked this version? Because you could make this version in 94, in theory, with live footage. Like, you can manipulate... 
yeah. animals enough to to piece this movie together. Uh, obviously, the big fight scene you probably wouldn't have been able to do. But let's just say the the core stuff. Simba, here's this, and you just show two lions, you know, yeah. it, or Milo, Milo and Otis or something like you said. Would this have even hit with you at yeah, that pr- time? Probably not. Right. Because I mean, it was so used to, like, the 2D traditional mm-hmm. animation at that point. Right. There were Toy Stories still a whole other year away. Right. I mean, I understand we had little scenes like with, you know, Beauty and the Beast with the ballroom or the clock tower in um, Great Mouse Detective. But... But realistic talking animals... I, I, I would think I'd have the same approach that right. I said earlier with the di- you know the dinosaurs. Like, right. oh, I guess it looks real, but I don't, I don't have any vested interest right. in any of these characters, even though they're performing Hamlet. Right. <laughs> Well, and it, this is going to be the worst comparison, and please do not take it for what it is. Gordy, the the pig that could, or whatever the movie was. Little pig that hit it big. Was that what it was? Yes, it was. Okay, that was a movie that they had a real a real pig, and they just put you know lip flap. Right. You know they moved the thing. That's basically what this movie is, and for the time, like then yes. now it would just be animated. But there, there was this. Uh, this was a the big pig renaissance of the '90s when you had um, Babe. Then someone went, "What if it was a funny movie?" And then it wasn't right. because it was Gordy. Because it was terrible. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we saw Gordy in the theater. Screw you guys! <laughs> Take that for a dollar, I might add. <laughs> for a dollar. Take that, whoever directed and written that movie. But I, I mean, is it because kids might be? I don't know. I think I'm just trying to wrap my head around. There were people that clapped in the theater, and there were kids that were really excited to see this. Why? And not like why as a disgruntled old man, but like talking animal stuff never intrigued me. Like I saw those things where they would like, even like a David Attenborough talking, you know, or doing voices of like, oh, here's nature. And this is probably what people are thinking. It's like, all right, that's kind of cool. It's just live action shots. It's it's just, it was so, everything seemed so real. Yes. There's no cartoon moment in this movie. There's not even like, ah, that wouldn't have happened. Everything seems so realistic in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of the uh, Timon and Pumbaa stuff, there's a little bit. Well, yeah, because obviously those characters wouldn't be on each other and just, hey, this is what we're doing. I right. mean, there's a few maybe lighthearted moments where these animals wouldn't right. do that. But the hyper-realisticness of them. Yeah, no, I mean, even like when, you know, Timon is like on, you know, Pumbaa's head, he's there like literally like cleaning the fleas off of him. Yeah. Which is something a meerkat would do. Um, so they they took, you know took whatever happens in real life and they put it into this movie i don't know i mean i think i guess kids are used to you know they're sort of used to this they yeah. sort of expect it and i wonder if they even know it's animated yeah to the degree like if you're young and you see this this is going to look real no that's a good point no it probably and that was the thing i noticed too that it didn't take me out but it was weird they would do those realistic moments where like an animal would be talking and then would just scratch because that's what they would do and it's like this is weird because right. it felt like they had live footage yes. of it. And then the animal would scratch like, oh, just keep the dialogue going. Even though it looks awkward. Yes. But that's what an animal would do. So, like, those moments were weird. Yeah, there's a, a, a point where um, after uh, Mufasa and Simba kind of have, you know, the talk about, oh, this is the, you know, everything the light touches, you know, this all this land is yours. And um, they go down kind of into the valley and they're having the walk and talk. And there's one point, which I guess they're like Impala's go like across the screen mm-hmm. and it's almost literally like you see in a mutual of Omaha like as a stock shot yeah and it very felt like that and then it, and it does kind of a reverse and then as after the uh, the Impalas pass then you see Timo or uh, Simba and Mufasa and you're like oh wow they at least tied it you know tied it in but yeah it's just like it's there, yeah there's some moments where animals do what animals would do yes and that's really bizarre yeah it, it, it took me out of the movie for a yeah. second because I'm like Wait, this looks like a stock shot. I mean, yeah. like it looks that good. Yeah, and and I guess that is it. There's a charm, and I'm sure they must have had conversations about that where, well, they would scratch because they have fleas. Sometimes it looks so realistic. Right. It's like, didn't you have another, didn't the animal do anything else? It's like, oh, right, you chose to do that. There yeah. was some guy in apparently India from based on the names <laughs> on the animation that was like, oh, it should scratch. Right. I wish I really, and not that I wish I liked it. I don't really give a shit, really, ultimately. <laughs> But it's a bummer that I kind of wanted to like it more. It's going to make a probably one point two billion dollars easily, yeah, or easily, yeah. But there's just nothing new in this movie. It is like you said. Why not just bring Jeremy Irons back? Why not just use his recording? Yeah, it was. No, there, it definitely feels like that. There's no. 
and I think too, then they would bounce in the comedy. Then there would be some really funny moments, and it's like the whole movie has to be this way because your tones are shifting too much. Mm-hmm. Hyper realistic and dark. Hey, there's some light moments, and the light moments are really good because I noticed the audience, our crowd, livened up when it got funny. It's like, oh, this is great, and maybe that's why they clapped because all that stuff happens towards the end. Right. And they're like, oh my god, this movie was great. And it's like, I don't know, did you see the first hour? Because nothing happened in that first hour of that movie. Nothing that you haven't seen already seen. And I think, too, part of it, I was never bored because visually it's stunning. But honestly, the whole time I was like, I have literally seen this movie. Right. Enough. I mean, especially for you. You probably know way more than I do. You're probably just like, I know what's going to happen next. You probably knew every line of dialogue. And then you and that's the bummer part is you weren't surprised. You're like, I bet this is next. Oh, it is. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, I caught myself doing that a couple times where, like, you'd see something that, would, you know, that was, like, on the screen, you know, kind of like, you know, when you were a kid and you were watching, like, a Scooby-Doo cartoon, and you could, after you sort of learned, like, the difference between, like, the cells and the background, it'd be like, oh, that thing in the tra- that trash can is going to move because right. it looks different than the rest of it. And there's a moment, you know, there's, there's a few moments like that. Probably the biggest one that sticks out is, like, before, uh, at the end. You know, when Scar is going to throw, like, those, you know, those, like, hot coals onto, you know, right. Simba's eyes. You're like, oh, you're just waiting for him to, you know, waiting for him to do that. And they took no liberties in, like, oh, we're going to make this different. Or it yeah. literally is that. The only thing you do lose is, like, the little, like, kind of, it's cheesy now. It was cheesy back then, sort of, but it sort of worked. was, like, the slow motion stuff during the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like the rocky, you know, trading punches. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Um, but so, yeah, there were definitely moments like that. And... and you know, after you have the big song, and I wish I could do the the opening yeah. words oh, yeah, of the yeah, song yeah. like that guy in that yeah. YouTube video, but like you're just waiting for that mouse to get like pounced on, mm-hmm. and it goes like the mouse has to go like around and up, and it goes around, and it goes to the you know goes up on like a limb, you know, and does all this stuff, and it's like next thing you know it's like five minutes later, and then yeah. finally the mouse you know gets pounced on. You're almost watching it, just going, did they film a real mouse? Because this is really interesting. Right. The movie's all dessert. No, no appetizer, no dinner. I guess it's just it is the movie. Like right. you're, you're just you're rewarded the whole time because you already know the movie. And yes, those kids in the theater did not know what the Lion King is. Maybe, maybe their maybe parents showed it, it to them. Maybe but they have it. Who knows? There was just nothing special about this film, and I, and I feel like the even maybe even the emotional heart's gone of the movie. Like, yeah, to a certain extent. And it's not even, and maybe because we're older and, you know, I'm dead inside. Jason's still alive, apparently. Um, just slightly. Just slightly more alive than I am. And we know this movie, but it, just the fact that it is a, almost a shot for shot with the same dialogue, the same music beats. And it's like, I kind of wish they made the songs bigger. Everything just felt, felt like one level. There's yeah. no. I kind of wonder if, wonder if that was the theater. I don't know. You know, I'd be curious to see, like, what, like, the IMAX. I definitely don't need the 3D version of this. Right. You know, I'm curious to maybe like the IMAX version. Maybe. Or even like the AMC, uh, if anyone's listening outside, uh, AMC Theaters has an AMC Prime, which is that shows it in Dolby Vision, Dolby Audio. Right. Maybe the soundtrack's better, but generally, I've seen movies, we went to the Lemley, generally the audio is really good. And I felt like the audio did work because you would hear the animal sounds around you. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. But I felt like the song should have been bigger. Mm-hmm. Or, but they, I think they played everything so grounded. This movie was very grounded. Yes. In a realistic quotes movie. Yes. Um, and I mean, I liked it. It was fine. They did a good job. I do not need to see this movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no interest in seeing this movie again. <laughs> uh, maybe Blu-ray. If I get a screener of it on Blu-ray, I'd be curious to see how it looks at home. Right. Um, but what's their next one? Do you know what the, what's the next live action? Do you know? Uh, the Nomobile starring The Rock. Really? No. Oh, I was like, sweet, I can't wait. <laughs> it's actually, I'm actually excited that it's something interesting. Um, I know Malif- Maleficent is coming out number two, but right. that's not, that's its own story. See, like, with that, at least it's its own story. Mm-hmm. What is their next one? Do you know what the next live action is? Because, I mean, Got we got off. pounded this year with them. We had Aladdin, we had this. Um, had Mary Poppins just eight months ago. Yeah, it's like endless Dumbo. Oh, right, right, Yeah, we had Dumbo this year or the end of last year. I don't no, know. No, it was this year. It was February. Oh, shit. All right. I will admit I like Dumbo. I didn't love it. Dumbo was good because it wasn't a shot-for-shot remake. They exchange, they changed the story around a little bit. Mm. Because also, too, Dumbo's 60 minutes, Right. I think. And 
10 minutes of those are like an LSD trip uh, drunk sequence. Yes. Which is amazing, which they actually touch on in the movie. Mm. It's actually done really well. I would say Dumbo was enough of a change because you're also basing it on an old, old animation. Right, that's 1941. Right, and you have to make it 90 minutes. Yes. And it's an interesting story, and they can expand on it. Um, I didn't see Aladdin, which I do want to see. That intrigues me more than Lion King. I like Lion King more as a movie than Aladdin animated. The originals. Yes, yes. Like, yes. I like the Lion... I mean, I think Aladdin's great. I think Lion King's maybe a little better movie. 100%. But I'm more intrigued to see Aladdin than I am Lion King. Uh, it, when, the th- when the trailers came out. When the tra- well, oh, yeah, not maybe the not whole, the first like, time. Will Smith thing, you know. But the idea, it's like, oh, that makes sense for this movie. You can make it real, and then you can make it animated because we're there technologically. But then the Lion King trailer came out, so oh, shot for shot remake. I'd rather see Aladdin because I think it's going to be different. Right. Um, even though I hear it's the same story, but at least it's going to feel different. Like this just felt. Yeah, I don't see how that one could not feel different, just because you've got you know a human cast and right. and you have. Will Smith playing both kind of an animated genie mm-hmm. and Will Smith. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. It's funny. Um, I actually remember, I mean, almost ashamed to admit this, but I remember um, coming out of the theater. It was the same summer as Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, wow, that that was even better than Terminator 2. Which oh. just, just like blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I just enjoyed it drinking, like just a touch more. Were you drinking then? I don't. I don't think so. Because you were. I know it was kind of crazy. Because you were not twenty-one yet. So but that movie's so beautifully done too. The original. I almost can't imagine you saying that. I know, right? I, I would almost have to myself, slap you. I did. I did say it. Comically slap you. <laughs> no, I get it. No, I saw. Uh, I saw all those animated ones in the theater, and you know, I loved. I thought The Little Mermaid was amazing. I thought yeah. Aladdin was amazing. I was like, these. Oh my god, this is so fun to see these movies made for everyone. Yes. Like it was Disney at Disney best. Yes. And I, I almost, I can't believe you said, I still don't believe that. Do you have anyone around you that you said that too, that I can confirm <laughs> that you said this might be better than Terminator two. Yeah. I think I saw that with Brian's brother. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, that was such a golden age um, for Disney and they were just knocking it out of the park every single time. Yeah. And, you know, we saw it again then with like Pixar you know, from 95, you know, for me, it's up until about Up. Because that Up was after Ratatouille? Yes, that was okay. next after Ratatouille, yeah. That was, Ratatouille was 2007 and Up is 2010. Okay. Um, but so that's a long, that's 15 years of yeah. just every movie is like Michelangelo painting a Sistine Chapel right. every other year. And that was when, the, yeah, then Disney took the side. Then it was just like every Pixar film you knew you were going to enjoy. Yes. Like you could just walk in blind, even if it looked like i don't know if i'm gonna like this right you could walk in and just go wow that was really enjoyable except for me like i i'm not the biggest fan of cars i think cars is a good movie but i wouldn't put it in a top 10 of pixar for me i know you liked a little more than i did i like the movie i just didn't it didn't connect it was the first pixar movie that i felt was made for kids Hmm. as opposed to they're all made for kids but i think they you know what i mean like they're made for kids. They knew that all the other ones are made for everyone. Yes. And I felt like... The best oh. ones are made for everyone. And I feel like Cars was definitely going after the younger market than everyone. Yes, there's still jokes in there that are for everyone. Right. But I felt like, to me, Cars was the... And not even a misstep. I still really like Cars. I think it's well done. But it was the first movie that felt like it was for kids and not for everyone. Right. And that's not even a misstep. That that was just me personally, because I think Up's amazing. Ratatouille's amazing. There's some of those Pixar's that's like, are probably some of the best films I've seen, story-wise. Yeah, no, there's no question. You have, like, the smartest people, the, the smartest think tank of coming up with stories at that time. They were all in the same room and all mm-hmm. making the best th- right. thing that they possibly could. And, and if Cars is the misstep, that's pretty good, considering how good Cars actually is it just didn't connect with me cars right. is still a really great film but if you're sitting there going wow that's the one you think's the least i know that one's pretty good it just doesn't make my top 10 of pixar because i mean jesus christ i mean you have ratatouille you have up i mean right. toy story toy story three i mean incredibles like there's some of the must the best ones they've done to the point where you're like ah, disney needs to step up <laughs> you know and then obviously now they're all sort of commingled and 
right. and everything. Um, Got how much do you want to bet? I'm going to say within the next, let's say, 12 years, okay. there's going to be a remake of Cars, but done full CG, just like we see in commercials now. We're doing uh-huh. full CG Cars. I just don't know if I could watch that. Uh, yes, I completely agree with you. That's going How much to you want to bet that's going to happen? I don't even have to bet. It's going to happen. But what a weird thing. It's like, here's realistic cars talking. Yeah, I don't need that. I would rather see a live-action Ratatouille. Right. Because, you that know. That sort of makes sense. I mean. Like, that, to me, those make sense because then you can put, because we're to the point where everything is so hyper-realistic, you can still make a really realistic rat, obviously, watch Lion King, and make it fun. But then you put a real human person in, and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Right. Like, Mouse Hunt actually comes to mind. Remember okay. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah could be done yeah. it would sort of work especially too i think with paris as the backdrop yeah um you know so i'm sure it's just it's going to be endless the the amount of remakes right I mean, the door <laughs> the floodgates of it have been you know burst wide open and there's no stopping them from I, remaking basically every entity they right. have with the exception of probably song of the south and black cauldron I hope Song of the South gets remade so bad. Um, I, I want to see, you know, who, you know, next generation, you know, whoever it is, whoever replaces Bob Iger, mm-hmm. you know, to go, well, to do a Song of the South. But yeah. they, they'll never do that. Yeah. But to do a Black Cauldron and then make it a successful movie. I mean, right. that's a challenge. I mean, that's, I, I actually like that movie. I think you could do that more than you'll do. Like, Song of the South will always be in a vault. Um, yeah. Black Cauldron, I think you could do. Right. I think it's uh, totally feasible. I just, I kind of hope they don't. I, Black Cauldron, I'm fine with. Right. But I mean, I would still prefer them to make originals. And you know, with like you said, with the floodgates. Oh my God, we made a billion dollars on The Lion King. Great. Right. Now it's just, it's just a shot for shot remake of all the old ones. And it's like, come on guys, you have to, I get it. You have nothing right now. And apparently your writers don't know what to do. Right. You can't. And the only writers that are writing interesting things are the Pixar writers. It's like, all right, fine. You know, here's a shot-for-shot shot remake. Here's a what? Is, Rescuers. Here you go. Right. I don't. Why do I need this? Why? Why do I need this movie? Right. Um. I don't know. It's. I don't know. Disney will just as long as they keep making a billion dollars, we're going to keep getting these fucking things. At this point, yeah. There's no. There's no. There's no reason to even take chances. I mean, which is a shame. I mean, like Pixar's got the new like they're even showing the trailers for Wonder Park. Right. And even that. Wonder um, Park's Pixar. Yeah. Holy shit. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Pixar. Okay. Is um, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. It just looked terrible. That's why <laughs> That's why I was like, is that Pixar? Well, you feel, I mean, even that, I mean, it's funny, um, having seen, they didn't do show it so much in front of Lion King, but in front of Toy Story, it was like basically watching all of the same movie. I mean, there was some stuff that standed out, like the Adam's Family movie. It looks, looked kind of interesting. I would rather them do an animated Adam's Family than another live action. Yes. Yes. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, and this one actually looks pretty good. I mean, there's like the Will Smith spy thing that looks okay. Um, I was kind of taken out when he gets turned into a pigeon, but whatever. It, it seems interesting, though. Like, it could be good. Yeah, here's something that's different. Right. You know, I'll take different. Uh, you know, kind of like a loop in the third, which is like an anime kind of spy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like Danger Mouse, you know, kind right. of way. But then everything else was just like one like slapstick, jokey kind of thing, you know, sight gags after like trolls. Fart joke, fart joke, fart joke. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we just saw that like recently, like with Pets 2. You know, the other one was like Angry Birds 2. Right. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm so depressed. Yeah. I'll say, of which I was actually, I mean, granted, maybe I, because I watched it on the plane, there's a pee joke in Angry Birds, the first Angry Birds, that actually worked really well mm. and i was just because I, I watched it and i was like this movie's okay it's not great right but there was a joke where i actually chuckled and i was like i can't believe they got me with a pee joke <laughs> yeah i've heard that one's actually okay it's on the plane it was watchable how about that you couldn't escape i couldn't escape there's although i could turn it off but i chose not to right all right well everyone go see lion king again i guess go drop down your Eight to sixteen dollars to go see the Lion King, or more? Again. No, it's like almost twenty if you're seeing it in the full, the full, you know, laser cinema. Yeah, whatever if you want to go it. see it IMAX laser, it's twenty dollars. I guess you'll enjoy it. Mm. If you like the first Lion King, you'll love this. It's the same fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> have you wait? Have you seen uh, Watership Down? 
the the new one, the Netflix I have not. one. No, no, no. We should, I haven't watched that either. I've been kind of savoring it. All right, uh, we're gonna watch Watership Down, and we'll talk about Watership Down. I vaguely remember the original. I should probably watch the original. Yeah, the original's it's amazing. So awesome, and the book is amazing too. Like if you've never read it, you should. I remember watching. I think Watership Down when I was maybe too young, mm. and I watched this going. Oh, this isn't fun. Wait a minute. These rabbits are eating each other. Yeah. And it was that thing. It was literally just like, when does anyone break out into a song? And I'm like tearing up as a little kid. This is real. I'll rewatch the Watership Down. Then we'll watch the new Watership Down. Yeah, that's Down. a great like bookend for this, I think, because yeah. uh, the original, I mean, I don't put it up on the same pedestal as The Lion King, but it's a fantastic film in its yeah. own right. You know, it's done on a budget um, and, it, and it really captures uh, the Richard Adams book so well and then to see like the modern take of it that'd be a good one i think yeah i will do that oh and for a quick furlonging update (laughs) it was announced eddie furlong will be in terminator 2 as john connor oh now i'm going to see it yeah i don't we don't know if it's going to be drug bloat at uh john connor or is it going to be ripped john connor but that was apparently the big news from sandy san diego comic-con was uh uh edward furlong is back Wow. But they didn't show a photo or introduce him, so I'm a little hesitant of what his actual role Mm. is. CG that shit. (laughs) Just bring him back CG. Yeah, it's got to be one or the other. Either he's just like like a drugged out guy, and it's like, oh, I guess we were wrong about the, you know, you being the one, the prophecy wasn't true. Yeah. Or they've morphed him into something, you know, that is like unbelievable. I hope he's just, I hope he's just meth addicted. (laughs) You were our only hope, but not anymore. He's he's been method acting for all these years. (laughs) No, no offense to Edward. I'm sure he's a, he's a guy who's had a troubled past and hopefully he can overcome because it's fun to make fun of him, but I'd rather have him alive than dead. Yes. Um, Ooh, that got dark. All right. uh, Go watch the Lion King. Maybe we'll talk about watership down and apparently we're going to start a you know a youtube show called old fashions with old fashions yeah there we go where, where we just drink where i'm i think slightly toasted because i haven't eaten and i've had a whole old-fashioned <laughs> and we're going to talk about movies that make us angry because we're old this has been post-apocalyptic with rob and jason take it easy and go see the lion king or not bye